Elliot, by far the strangest news of the week, Quentin Tarantino is now working on a new Star Trek movie. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, leery of that because, you know, Quentin keeps going back to his old standards. I mean, from what I hear, the opening scene in the movie is a bunch of officers sitting around a table in 10 forward explaining why they don't tip anymore in the Federation. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Geek Counter Geek with Chief Conrad and Elliot Serrato. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Could we have that to go, please? Sure. Who gets the bad news? Don't tell me they don't use money in the 23rd century. Well, we don't. Just convince me. Give me my dollar back. Hey, leave the dollars there. Geek Counter Geek, episode number 106. I'm Keith Conrad, at Keith R. Conrad on Twitter, joined as always by uh, Elliot Serrano, at Elliot Serrano on Twitter. You follow the show at Geek Counter Geek and Facebook.com slash Geek Counter Geek. Uh, Elliot, I, I don't quite know what to make of this news of uh, Quentin Tarantino working on a Star Trek movie, although I will say... No matter what, I am glad that somebody is working on a Star Trek movie. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, even though Star Trek, <clears throat> the last Star Trek. Um, Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, I mean, it, it was really an exceptional film. Uh, probably, to me, one of the most Star Trek-y of, of the films. And where I feel like they finally got the characters right. And they really gave me something that I was hoping for in a Star Trek film. Well, boom. It did the worst out of all of them. You know, the the box office wasn't that great, which made Paramount think maybe folks just don't care for Star Trek anymore. Or at uh, least on the big and screen. They did, they did actually announce that they were making a fourth one, um, but it just sort of, it, it's just sort of died there. Like, there's been absolutely no, no movement on it at all since then. Yeah, and, and who's talking about it, really, when you think about it? Is there any buzz? Is there clamor on social media for it? You know, when you have Discovery running on CBS, I think the the CBS and Paramount, they, they never learn from history, right? When you have Star Trek in everything, on TV and in films, you know, um, you, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, this is a bit much. Now, this is something that you're going to be discovering very soon with Star Wars because now they want, you know, there's talk about a, a Star Wars live action series in addition to the how many Star Wars movies they plan on releasing within the next 20 years, right? Yeah. So with me, these, you know, the media, they're like, well, you know, we're just going to make TV shows and we're going to make movies and people are going to see all of them. And well, no, as a matter of fact, no, not it. The people aren't going to go see all of them. They they will be very selective. They might not necessarily follow the Star Trek brand everywhere it goes. So then, so you know, maybe someone at Paramount said, well, geez, no one really seems to be taking to this idea of a Star Trek movie. Quentin Tarantino says he wants to do it. Hey, at the very least, it gets folks talking about it, get, generating a little buzz. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm one of those people who are kind of intrigued. I'll be honest. I'm a little intrigued because if Quentin Tarantino is anything, he's proven early on in his career in films. Is he's a total you know, comic book nerd and a geek, and, and he knows this stuff. I mean, I would give him props that I'm pretty sure he knows the source material. 
So um, I'm, I'm, I would say I would even hazard to guess Quentin Tarantino probably knows the classic Trek more than some of the studio execs who um, <clears throat> who are overseeing the franchise. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can't help but wonder, and, and I, I'm not sure if your mind uh, went to this place as well, but um, I, I wonder if Quentin Tarantino was watching Star Trek Discovery, and as soon as that first F-bomb was dropped on Star Trek, he's like, you know, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> a lot was made of that, too. And I remember going, oh, wow, that is... That felt a little, I won't say jarring, it just felt a little out of place. You know, it's difficult now for me to say, okay, I'm going to watch Star Trek Discovery like with my younger kids. Mind you, you know, younger kids aren't going to get into Discovery. I mean, the, the tone of all the Star Trek films right now is very adult. It's very, you know, it skews much older. So when I hear people lamenting, oh, I can't watch Discovery with my kids, I'd be like, well, you really think kids are interested in that? I mean, the palette's all dark. It deals with, you know, all these. It's not even mature subject matter like, you know, violence and and and, and even, um, you know, people got angry about the homosexual characters. It's just a whole – there's so much political subtext and talk about war and disobeying your commanders and, and all that kind of thing, which, quite frankly, bores people. You know, and <clears throat> as we know from uh, the from the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. You, so you're not thinking that the second season of Star Trek Discovery is going to focus on a dispute over trade routes? I would hope not, because <laughs> Lord knows you cannot you cannot negotiate with the Borg. The Borg will not negotiate. No, no, you can't. But by the way, uh, and, and I don't think I've I've brought this up on the on the podcast before. If I have, I apologize. But if you didn't put it in the middle of the Klingon War, like, you could put that after the next generation and it would fit just fine. You know, if you, if you made up an, another species and said, you know, the Federation is at war with them, like, it, it would fit just fine. So I'm wondering why they decided to shoehorn it 10 years before the original series. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think at this point, that's really my only. I and I wouldn't say it's it's really a problem with it. Um, it's it's just that that's sort of my my biggest observation as far as the story goes. Is you know it it you, you didn't need to do that, and it seems like it puts uh, you know a, a lot of annoying restrictions on what you can do. Yeah, well, I'm wondering also wondering if it's a licensing issue because you have. Star Trek for the films is a, is a different, it's a similar license, but it's a different license than for the movies. So, I mean, for the TV shows. So you can have, you can do certain things. And I'm, I'm sure it's a really complicated issue. As someone who has worked on a licensed property, who was once told that even though Ash in the Army of Darkness uh, movie is the exact same character from the Evil Dead film, I could not portray him having a hand in Army of Darkness because he lost it in The Evil Dead. The license specifically said, Ash in any Army of Darkness comic book must be missing a hand. And so you're like, what? But it's really the same guy and I can't do anything. I can't even show a flashback to when he had a hand, stuff like that. Which was kind of confuddling. So, so, so in, every, in every scene, uh, he just happened to have his hand behind his back? 
either his hand behind his back or um, actually the artist had to do. There was one bit where the art, <laughs> the artist had to redraw the hand because I had portrayed it one way and they said, no, we can't do that. And they had to go back and change it. <laughs> so. <clears throat> So I'm wondering if that's one of those things. And you have, of course, the TV folks staking out certain territory, and you have the movie folks staking out different territory. I'm, I'm with you, though. I mean, why not just go beyond, you know, right past Next Generation? Let's go past the Voyager. I never understood why they kept going back. They kept going back. They kept going back, even with Enterprise. You know, we filled in all that space. There's really, you know, who really cares about, characters outside of the enterprise anyway you know i mean we're getting enough arguments about discovery as it is yeah and um you know i i I know that there are definitely people who are interested in the klingon war but i don't think anybody is really clamoring about it either you know especially when you're using it as um subtext for other things that are going on in our society right now that everyone's like oh i don't want to be reminded about life i want to escape Please, give me fictional war over real war. <clears throat> hey, if we had more fictional wars and less real wars, that would be better. Pew, pew. I mean, I'm calling dibs on the... You got, You can have the phasers, I'll have blasters. You know, we'll go from there. Sure, makes makes sense to me. So I... Um, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm of the mindset that... Uh, I, I guess along the same lines as you... That uh, if if uh, having Quentin Tarantino uh, interested in the project is what gets it off the ground, then uh, that's good enough for me. I'm going to call it right now. It's not going to happen. <clears throat> oh, you don't think so? No, it's not going to happen. Mind you, you, I'm thinking at the very at the very most, the very most. All right. At the end, you're going to see story by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Someone else is going to do the script. You know, or based on ideas by Quentin Tarantino and inspired you know, by Quentin Tarantino. Inspired, yeah. That's the most you're gonna get, because Quentin Tarantino has been. There's been talk about him doing all these different things. There's been talk about him working on, um, on a Superman movie, a Batman movie, working on a, a Fantastic Four movie, doing stuff. You know, other geeky, nerdy stuff. But Quentin Tarantino really likes just being able to do his own thing. Mind you, a lot of that could have changed now that Harvey Weinstein is gone and he was, you know, one of Weinstein's golden boys and got a chance to do whatever he want when he felt like it. But, um, you know, I just don't. Yeah, you know, it's again, it's a conversation starter. It starts the buzz. I will be surprised. I'm telling you, if, if you tell me that Quentin Tarantino actually does a really popular I mean, if he does a Star Trek movie. You know, you, next thing you're going to tell me is that Jar Jar Binks is a popular Star Wars character. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, plus, <laughs> you uh, you got to remember that uh, Quentin Tarantino, assuming he's a man of his word, has said he's only doing one more movie. Um, I think he's working on his ninth, and then, you know, so there'd only be one more after that. And I, I don't think I could see his, his last movie uh, as a director being, uh, you know, him deciding to do, to do a Star Trek movie. So, you know, I, I think you're definitely right that he won't be directing it. And I guess it's just a matter of, um, you know, what sort of a role he takes as far as, you know, writing it and being involved in the story. I'd like to see more of his writing. I mean, he's done comic books. He uh, co-wrote a Django Zorro comic book for Dynamite. Um, <clears throat> you know, start working on those memoirs, dude. 
you know, start write a novel, write a pulp novel, you know, do it, pull an Elmore Leonard and do something like that. I'd be interested to see that. I think a lot of people would. Um, and uh, speaking of, uh, of comic books, uh, one of the uh, many Radio Misfits podcast uh, network shows you could uh, you could enjoy mm-hmm. is Caffeinated Comics, which, uh, you know, they spent uh, time on uh, pop culture in general, but but more of a focus on, on comics than we do here on Geek Counter Geek. Yeah, they recently did a uh, pod. Their last podcast was about the Avengers Infinity War trailer <clears throat> that uh, hit the internet the other day, and 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 uh, just dissecting it left and right. I'm like, okay, hey, I'm just waiting for the movie. Yeah, I think we all are. Plus, uh, plus, there's uh, Dan McNeil uh, unsupervised, and uh, he's he's mostly talking about the NFL these days. You know, as as everybody is. Uh, by by the way, speaking of which. Um, I, I hope that one day I can get somebody to like me as much as the NFL owners like uh, um, like Roger Goodell. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> Was it a three year extension with how many how many million? Way more uh, than either of us will see in our lives. Yeah. Well, all I know is that um, <clears throat> most women like me as much as uh, Patriots owner Robert Kraft likes Roger Goodell. Yeah, and of course, there's also uh, the dishing bitches. You definitely want to check them out. Oh, they do like me though. Although they they I'm, do. I'm sure yeah. they like. I think they like me more than Robert Kraft likes Roger Goodell. Yes, and no matter what you're listening to, it's going to sound better when you have headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio. Yeah, because if you get uh, you go to tweakedaudio.com, you're going to find uh, headphones and accessories with uh, key features like eight colors and styles you're going to have mic'd and non-mic'd versions so you can use them for phone calls for co-op gaming or just listening to podcasts and music they are designed to look to look and sound great they have a noise reducing design as well as a lifetime warranty so visit tweakedaudio.com uh, check out the styles check out the uh, different um Prices that uh, both um, all they also have wireless versions, wired and wireless versions. When you find uh, the the ty- the type you want, uh, put that baby in your checkout basket and use the discount code GCG for thirty three percent off and free worldwide shipping. The code again is GCG for Geek Counter Geek, and it is not case sensitive. Elliot, do you think it's time for a second look at Jar Jar Banks? I don't know why you, but you mean second look. I look at Jar Jar Binks every day. Jar Jar is with me always. So, I mean, it's, it might be your second look. Jar Jar is, is Jar Jar is like in, it lives in me. So um, he's there. Uh, I never stopped looking at him. <laughs> so uh, the morning consult decided to, uh, they, they came out with a survey of the, the most popular Star Wars characters. And I will say that, that the top end of this survey is, is pretty much exactly uh, as it should be. Like the, the, the top vote getter is Princess Leia, followed by Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, Yoda, R2-D2, Han Solo, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and C-3PO. And then you start getting into uh, some kind of weird territory here. And, you know, once you get past like that top tier of, uh, of characters... They're all like within 10, 15 points of each other. So it's not like a, a, a huge, uh, huge disparity there. 
But the one thing that jumped out at me is you've got Ray just ahead of Jar Jar Binks, who's also ahead of Mace Windu and Kylo Ren. So how are how is Jar Jar Binks? Like I I would just assume that Jar Jar Binks, you know, whatever list you compile you compile of Star Wars characters as far as popularity, Jar Jar Binks is going to be at the very bottom. But instead, he's literally just behind Ray and ahead of Mace Windu and Kylo Ren. I I just don't understand that. Well, <laughs> I you know, I, I saw that and and a couple of things did spring to mind. <clears throat> First, um, and, and by the way, the porks aren't even on the list yet. The pork, so, uh, yeah, so the who pork. knows how they're going to upend everything? Yeah. Um, the, the prequels have been around for a bit. So a character like Jar Jar Binks, who I guess he is a classic example of how there's no such thing as bad publicity. You know, I guess if people are talking about you, no matter why, you know, I guess it's good because – Everyone, you're always talking about Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar has become pretty much a pop culture um, um, fixture, right? Uh, Jar Jar Binks, I've, I will tell you, I will defend Jar Jar Binks to the end. I mean, a lot of people don't like his character. They say his character is probably racist or foolish or duh, you know, dumb. What was the point? Childish, immature. I'm going to tell you, I said it once, I'll say it again. Without Jar Jar Binks, we do not have Gollum. Without Jar Jar Binks, we do not have the motion capture technology that is used so prevalently now <clears throat> in the movies. The, you know, that Jar Jar Binks was a pioneering character in film, in cinema, and that George Lucas helped bring about. Now, put the character... Yeah. You aside, know, for, for every leap in technology, there's got to be a first person, and, and sometimes it's not always pretty. Right, it's not always pretty, you know? And there are things like... Um, it came up recently, <clears throat> well, not recently, but a, a bit about a month or so ago, where uh, Andy Serkis, who everyone, he's Mr. Motion Capture right now. Everyone talks about, you know, the work he's done in the Lord of the Rings movies, the Planet of the Apes, um, all these different films that he's worked in. And people talk about him as being this great motion capture art artist, you know, in, in, in acting. <clears throat> and he did a bit on... Um, on Twitter, I think he did it with um, the Peter Jackson Studios. Um, they, you know, talk about the history of motion capture, and they utterly ignored Ahmed Best, who was the actor who portrayed Jar Jar Binks. And Ahmed Best said, you know, and on his Twitter, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, I have nothing but respect for Andy Serkis. He goes, but I feel like I'm being forgotten here, you know, uh -huh. which is true. I mean, he was all that the 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 all the things that the Jar Jar Binks character did that was Ahmed Best's physical performance that was put to use you know it wasn't just a Roger Rabbit deal it was you know a person doing all those things it, it was a person by the way with a ridiculous thing on his head to make him look a little bit more like Jar Jar <laughs> yeah the big thing so that the poor Liam Neeson knew where to make the eye contact most of the time and it was his voice too it was a it was Ahmed Best's voice he was voicing it so, you know, and, and the character did appeal to kids, the younger kids who were going to see, you know, these Star Wars movies, right? And over time, it just, again, he became a fixture. Now, um, why is he more popular than a character like Mace Windu? I think Mace Windu really didn't. 
what was it about his character that you could really relate to that you would like, at least that kids would like when you think about it? I mean, he was just like an angry dude. He didn't even get to be really angry until Attack of the Clones. And even then, he was like, you hardly saw him. And I'm sorry, that was that's probably one of, uh, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's worst acting, you know, acting bits in, in, in cinema. He, you know, he's a good actor. Wait, which is probably, actor. by the way, why he, uh, why he lobbied to have uh, him... Uh, Mace Windu would still be alive because he yeah, wanted yeah. another shot at it. Yeah, come on, give me a movie. Yeah, that'll be... Hey, can't, uh, if, uh, if Quentin Tarantino won't do the Star Trek movie, have him do a Mace Windu Star Wars movie. You know, that'll be that'd be fun. Come on, get, get the band back together. You know, have like... Uh, uh, Mace Windu is, you know, a surviving Jedi. He's like... He, he's like been on the run. He's this old guy. And what does he have to do uh, for one last, you know, like we'll do like an old man Logan type deal. You know, he has to take down a former Imperial commander or, you know, Sith Lord, whatever. Who could that guy be played by? John Travolta. That would be awesome. That would be interesting. <laughs> but then, so then beyond the whole Mace Windu thing, what, what's the other one that is even more telling is, as you said, Jar Jar Binks is more popular than Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren is a character that the Disney Lucasfilm PR machine built the whole, you know, thing, you know, their whole um, 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 campaign around thinking that Kylo Ren was going to be the next big breakout character. Because you got uh, Kylo Ren figures well, I, everywhere. Yeah, I, I think they just assumed that that would be the case because, you know, a lot of people, when they were marketing the first you know, the, the very first movie, they were probably kind of caught uh, a, a little surprised that people liked Darth Vader as much as they did. So like, okay, well, this is just, you know, the next generation of Darth Vader. So, you know, the kids are going to love it. And now uh, it turns out that, uh, you know, they like, uh, they like Ray and Finn. Yeah, see, but here's the problem with the Kylo Ren character. He's a cool character. <clears throat> I know Adam Driver just played him the, the way that he did because that was he was supposed to do very impulsive, you know, very emo, you know. But the the problem with Kylo Ren is just that his name, <clears throat> Kylo Ren, is a dumb name. You know, I remember when I was hearing it was Kylo Ren, I'm going, okay, that's not really his name, is it? Kylo Ren? That makes no sense. You know, Darth Vader is a cool name. You hear Darth Vader. It, it, it you know, it, it sounds evil. You know, it sounds it almost, it's almost like, like Dracula. I know a lot of folks would make comparisons about Darth Vader when he first appeared to be like Dracula. He's got the big black cape. And you have a name like Darth Vader. It just rolls off your tongue. That sounds really cool. Kylo Ren sounds like something you would, like your, your AOL screen name, you know, back when. When everybody had your name, so you had to come up with a new one. And you're like, oh, whatever. Um, Kylo Ren, thirty-two, thirty-one. I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so it, I think they overestimated what they think the appeal of the character would be. There's a lot of pushback to him, especially after the movie. You know, people saw what the character was like. They're like, yeah, this guy's kind of a jerk. I mean, he's not even like like a really badass villain with a cool voice like you know James Earl Jones. He's just like this impetuous 20-something millennial type who wants, you know, the galaxy to just be given to them. You know, millennials, even in a galaxy far, far away, they're screwing yeah. everything up. Yeah, yeah, I just can't trust them at all. <laughs> right. So, and so, yeah. Uh, and, well, but who who is who became more popular, and um, which shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone, more so than Kylo Ren, would be Ray. You know, 
who they did this clever little bit where they were trying to hide that she was going to be the Jedi in in the new, you know, in the, this new generation. You could tell that they were always trying to point at Finn, Finn, you know, oh no, Finn's going to be the Jedi. Finn's going to be the new guy. And no, nope, it turned out being Rey and um boom, she took off. She did, even if she didn't have any action figures. Ugh, let's not even get started on that. But no, it seems but like it seems like they've made up for that at this point. Oh yeah, no, they've done a lot of stuff now. And there's a whole new marketing campaign, and it should be fun. It should be fun. Now, now I'm just annoyed. I can't find my uh, Luke Skywalker uh, Jedi Master figure everywhere. Anywhere, I go to the store, first one gone. I can never find him. Uh. That that'll uh, that'll be interesting to see how that uh, plays out this Christmas. I wonder I wonder if there's going to be any numbers on that. You know, which uh, which uh, which action figure sells the best? Well, it sure won't be Kylo Ren. <laughs> no, maybe Jar Jar. Nisa think I'm the big box office. <laughs> I, I I'm not sure if that's funny or slightly racist in some way. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I find that hilarious. I mean, to me, Jar Jar Binks uh, doesn't get the credit he deserves. I'm going to say that to my dying breath. Guess what? I'm going to put that on my tombstone. Here lies Elliot, who believes Jar Jar Binks didn't get the credit he deserves. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. You know, you know what uh, fascinates me about this uh, about this poll is that uh, you know they they list everybody. You know, like I said, they've got the they've got the usual suspects you you might imagine at the beginning: Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca. Uh, you know, they've got Lando on there, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt, by the way, is just above Finn and BB-8. Um, I'm not sure what that means. Um, Nowhere on here is one of the most pivotal characters in the entire Star Wars universe, and I can't believe they made such a such a terrible oversight. That would be uh, TK four two one. Dude's never at his post. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cabotron.